Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. And my name is Suzanne. And you're listening to the Culips English Podcast. Welcome back to Culips, friends. This is Catchword, the series designed for intermediate and advanced English learners. And here we teach you idioms or phrasal verbs or helpful expressions that can take your English listening and speaking to the next level. Joining me today is my co host, Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Hello, Andrew, and hello to all of our listeners out there. So, Suzanne, I have a little story to share here with you to kick off this episode, and it's connected to the theme for this episode, okay? So, I'm going to make the tie in here as I tell the story. But as you, Suzanne, and as all of our listeners know as well, my wife and I have been renovating an old house that we bought here in Seoul. And it's been something that we've been working on for like the last, well, long time. It's been a few years in the making. And we're working with a design company to renovate the house because we don't really know how to renovate a house ourselves. So we're working with a design company and we're collaborating with them about how we want the house to look. And the design company really wanted to totally redo. The whole entire house and replace all of the original features with new things and new parts. But as a lover of history and antiques and vintage things, that really broke my heart because the house is quite old. It was built in the 1950s and there are just some cool features to the house that you don't see around the city too often these days because Seoul is a city that's always changing and It's very much a place where it's out with the old and in with the new. And that makes me a little bit sad. I don't want to go out with the old. I want to keep the old to some extent. So we had to really beg and plead with a design company to keep some of the original features in the house. And to be honest with you, I wasn't very successful at that negotiation. <laughs> But one thing that we did manage to keep was the front gate to the house. And the reason why the designer didn't want me to keep the front gate originally is because she told me that it had seen better days. Okay, the gate was old and a little bit rusted and it just didn't look very nice. But I successfully convinced her that if we gave it some TLC and a new coat of paint, it would look as good as new. And she agreed and said, okay, if you guys paint it and if you give it some TLC, then you can keep the front gate. I will be all right with that. So, in the end, we were able to keep this one kind of vintage part of our house, and it's right there to greet the guests as they come and visit. And yeah, now we have this like little neat piece of history at the front of our home. I love that story, Andrew. That's great. I'm so glad that you were able to keep that special little part of the house, the original piece. And in fact, this episode is dedicated to talking about things just like that, just like the front gate that, as you said, had seen better days. So, listeners, in this lesson, Andrew and I are going to teach you about two idiomatic English expressions that you can use to talk about. People or objects that are older or maybe worn out or deteriorating. 
And those two expressions are seen better days and worse for wear. Worse for wear. That is right. Seen better days and worse for wear. And I think both of those expressions could be used to describe the front gate that I had at my home before we fixed it up. So everyone, we're going to get into the lesson here in just a moment and give you all of the information that you need to know about these two expressions, plus some usage examples so that you can become experts with these two idioms. And that will, of course, help improve your listening and speaking skills. But before we get into the lesson, I do want to remind you about the interactive transcript and study guide that is available for this episode to all QLoops members. And these resources are designed to help reinforce the key parts of the lesson and to help you build your English fluency and also to help your English just sound natural. So to become a member and to get the transcript, the helpful study guide, and also lots of other awesome bonuses that we throw in and give to our QLips members, just visit our website, QLips.com. Yeah, and of course, we want to extend a huge thank you to all the QLips members. Your continued support is what allows us to keep creating new episodes and English lessons every week. We truly couldn't do this without you. Sue, let's get started with this lesson and we'll talk about the first key expression, which is seen better days. Seen better days. And astute or very observant listeners will have noticed that seen is actually the past participle of the verb see, right? And it's in that form because I think we usually use this expression almost always in the present perfect, right? We'd say something has seen better days. Suzanne, am I correct about that? Could you say like that thing, something saw better days or will see better days? It sounds unnatural to me. I think it's always seen better days. Yeah, it is always used with has or it had seen better days. If, say, you got rid of the gate, for example, you're like, well, we had to get rid of it because it had seen better days, right? It is now gone. It is done with. So, yeah, you could use it with has or had, depending. Right. So we'll use it with a kind of present perfect or past perfect and in fact, you know, going back to that story about the gate, I can describe it as saying it had seen better days because we've fixed up the gate now and we've painted it and it looks great now. So right now it's in very good condition, but before it had seen better days until we fixed it up. So let's get into the meaning about seen better days. And essentially, it is just an expression that we use to describe something or someone, right? It could also describe a person who has really aged or maybe is worn out or deteriorated. And we usually, I think, use it to describe things and people that are old, right? It's like they've just been around for a long time. And with all things, with time comes deterioration, right? And nothing can last forever. So the more time goes by and the more aging that occurs, this is the type of situation where we would want to use an expression like this to describe that process. Yeah. And I just wanted to add some of the literal meanings here in this phrase. Because when something has seen better days, it literally means that there was a point when it was young and new 
and fresh. And those were the days in which it was in its glory, right? It was shiny and new and, for lack of a better word, in its perfect stage of life. Mm -hmm. In its heyday, so to say. Heyday, right, exactly. The gate, for example, maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was in a great condition and it enjoyed many opening and closing and people walking through and use of that gate was quite easy and, you know, it wasn't rusted or anything like that. And so now those days are gone. And so that's what we literally mean when it's seen better days. It lived through a period of time where it saw very good days. I think it's easier to understand this if you think about a person, right? Maybe think about like somebody who's in the prime of their life, maybe in their late teen years or their early 20s, right? When they're like really young and youthful and full of life. And then if you compare that person to when they're at the end of their life, maybe, you know, once they get up there in age and the body starts to break down, right? You have aches and pains and walking around is more difficult. Well, you'd say, oh, that person has seen better days, right? Like when they were younger, of course, they really enjoyed their life. They lived life to the fullest. And of course, you can't do that forever. And so as you get older, then yeah, things get more difficult. And you could say that person has seen better days. And that's like very easy to visualize, right? They're actually doing the seeing of the good, happy times in their life. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So Suzanne, now that we know the meaning of this expression, why don't we take a listen to some examples so we can learn how English speakers use this expression in a natural way. Hey, what's wrong with your laptop? It seems really slow. Yeah, it's definitely seen better days. I think it's time for an upgrade. This old thing just can't keep up with the latest software. Maybe try getting one around Black Friday. There are usually great sales then. Okay, let's break this example down. So in this example, we hear two friends having a conversation about a very slow and old laptop. And one of the friends says that the laptop has seen better days. So what this communicates is that the laptop is quite old. Maybe it's past its prime and it's just not operating as it should be. And that happens with lots of computers and electronic items, right? When they first come out, they're really fast and sharp and amazing. And they're like the newest, latest, greatest thing. But then as time goes on, well, they get slow and they wear down and eventually they need to be replaced. And Suzanne, we know all about that, don't we? Oh, yeah. Especially with the computers, for sure. Right? Technology. <laughs> Shall we listen to another example? All right. Sounds good. Look at this chair I found at a garage sale. Do you think we could still use it? Huh. Well, it's definitely seen better days. But with a little bit of TLC, it could be a nice addition to our study room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We could give it a fresh coat of paint and fix the wobbly legs. It just might turn out to be a great fit. All right, so I'm going to break down this example so we have two friends that are perusing a garage sale on the weekend. It's always a fun activity. And they find a kind of 
pretty worn out chair. But one of the friends really sees the potential in this chair and pulls it to the fore and and points it out. And the other friend says, well, you know, it's definitely seen better days. It's definitely worn out. It's definitely not in its prime, right? And they are convinced, right? They're convinced. A little bit of TLC, a little bit of tweaking here and there. It just might be a nice chair for their study room. So they're going to give it a new life and maybe it'll see a few more better days. Right. So when they say it's definitely seen better days, they're just communicating that it's in bad condition in the present right now. Suzanne, an expression that's come up a few times in this episode so far is TLC. TLC. And I just realized that we haven't explained what TLC is. Do you want to go for it? Could you break it down for us? Of course. It stands for Tender Loving Care, TLC. And it means you're giving it some love, right? You're giving it some tender loving care, basically. And you can really use that with anything that is in a worn out state or, you know, oh, it just needs a little TLC. It just needs a little love, a little care, and we'll bring it back to life. Another cool expression that came up in that example was wobbly legs, wobbly legs, describing the chair legs, right? Just like a human has legs, a chair also has legs. And we can use this word wobbly to describe the legs of a chair or a human, actually. And it's a fun word to say. I love pronouncing this word wobbly. But what it means is like really loose and not stable at all, right? So you could think of it almost being like rubber. Like if you had rubber legs and you were trying to stand up on those rubber legs and you were just shaking from side to side because there was no stiffness to the legs. They were really like soft and gooey and flexible. That is kind of like what wobbly means. Yeah. That is a fun word to say, wobbly legs, wobbly, wobbly. In fact, the meaning feels the way it feels in your mouth when you say the word wobbly, 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 right? It kind of has like the same feeling of the way it's pronounced. Let's jump into our second key expression for this lesson, and it is worse for wear, worse for where. And I'll just break down the spelling because that might be hard to break apart this expression if you're just listening and not following along with the transcript. So worse is spelt W-O-R-S-E. Then we have the preposition for, F-O-R. And then finally, where. And where here is spelt W-E-A-R, which means to use something so much that it is no longer any good anymore. And so we use this expression, worse for wear, again, to describe things or people who are in a very poor condition or in a deteriorated condition because they have experienced a lot during their life, maybe wear and tear or damage or hardship. So because they have endured a difficult situation during the course of their lifetime, then they're kind of worse for wear. They're in a bad condition as a result. Yeah, I think a common example is maybe like we said, as you get older, like a body part, right? Like your hip, maybe you wake up, you're like, ah, oh, like a hip pain or my 
shoulder. It's like a little worse for wear there, my shoulder, right? Because I maybe had an injury or I went through, you know, a damage or something like that in a body part. So you could really use it for not just objects or people, but actually like parts of your body as well. Have you ever had a friend who's had like a really old beater car? And maybe that friend offered you a ride one day and you're riding in their car and it's just like barely hanging on, right? Like the mufflers like blah, 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 and the car is kind of shaking. You're like, oh, this car is worse for wear. Like it's, it's seen better days, right? Because the car is old and been through so much, it's not doing very good anymore. Totally. A couple of other interesting ways that you could use this expression worse for wear, like you could actually use it to describe human relationships too, right? You could say, oh, that couple's relationship is worse for wear. Like they've been through so much together and it's kind of rocky right now. Like their relationship isn't very good. Yeah, absolutely. Like something that has gone through a hardship, right? Like anything that could pass through a difficult time or, you know, deteriorate over time, which includes relationships, which includes those kind of intangible things as well. Mm -hmm. Or even somebody's reputation, like, you know, think of a celebrity who's had a scandal, right? Their reputation could be really, really good. And then some scandal breaks out or they do something bad. And suddenly people kind of turn on them and their reputation isn't as good as it used to be. You could say that person's reputation is worse for wear. So I'm pointing out these things just because I want to show everyone how versatile this expression is. We can use it to talk about things from our body parts to cars to reputations and relationships. It's really quite a versatile expression. And I think now that we've discussed the meaning, we should take a listen to a couple of examples. So Sue, let's check out the first one. I noticed your favorite coffee mug is chipped. What happened? Yeah, I dropped it by accident, but it still holds my coffee just fine. I don't know. looks a little worse for wear. Maybe it's time to get a new one. In this example, we hear two coworkers talking about a coffee mug. And one of the coworkers points out that the coffee mug looks worse for wear because it's got a chip in it. And a chip is what we call when like a little piece of the mug breaks off. So the whole mug didn't shatter and break, but maybe it cracked and a little piece of the coffee mug broke off. So yeah, the other coworker says, I dropped it by accident. It's chipped, but it's still okay. But his coworker said, you know, maybe you should get a new one. That mug looks worse for wear, meaning that it's seen better days, right? Suzanne, it maybe was a nice mug at one point, but after being dropped, it went through that difficult experience of being dropped on the floor and now it's not so good yeah it's maybe on its way out it's like closer to being on its way out than on its way in exactly let's take a listen to the second example now hey did you see lisa today she seems really down and isn't her normal perky self yeah she's definitely looking worse for wear I think she's been under a lot of stress at work recently. Let's invite her for a coffee or a walk soon so we can check in and see how she's doing. So in this example, we have two coworkers. 
And Lisa, their mutual friend, doesn't seem herself, doesn't seem like she's her normal perky self, her, you know, upbeat, joyful, energetic self. So maybe she looks a little worn down and worse for wear, you know. She's under a lot of stress. She's had a lot of wear and tear maybe in the last few weeks, maybe staying up late, having anxiety, who knows. And she looks a little worse for wear. And so they decide, you know what, let's check in with her and give her a little TLC, right? This is what they're thinking. Go for a walk, have a coffee, give her some friendship, and maybe that'll help her perk back up again and get back to her normal self. Now, to the person themselves, you may not say, hey, you're looking a little worse for wear. It might not be a nice thing to say, but maybe in a loving tone or in an intimate moment, it's like, you know, I've noticed that you've been looking a little worse for wear. You haven't been your normal self. Is there anything I can do to help? That might be a nice thing to say, not like a, hey, you look bad. Yeah, no, Suzanne, I think you made a great point right there. Like this expression, if said in a loving way and from a place of care, can actually be a really nice way to tell somebody that something looks wrong with them. Like, Suzanne, if you saw me one day and I had darker circles under my eyes than I usually do, or if I just looked, you know, super tired, or maybe my skin was really blotchy and red and I just looked terrible, right? If you said, oh, Andrew, you look awful, you know, then I'd probably be like, what? Come on. I might be a little offended. Like, Suzanne, what are you talking about? But if you said, oh, Andrew, you're looking a little worse for wear. Like, are you doing okay? You know, and if you are honestly checking in on me to see how I was doing from, you know, a place of concern, then I think this is actually a really nice expression to use in that situation. It's softer than saying you look terrible or you look like garbage or something like that. Yeah, no one wants to hear that. Okay, well, everyone, I think that will bring us to the end. It's a wrap. So thank you for tuning in and studying English with us today. And if you made it here all the way to the end, congratulations, you did a great job. Just to recap, we've looked at two idiomatic expressions that both describe people or objects or things or even intangible things that refer to something that maybe was better in the past, but has become old and worn out. We've looked at seen better days and worse for wear. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, then please get in touch. You can leave us a comment on our website, qlips.com, or on our discussion forum, which you can also find on the website, and share your thoughts and opinions with us. We're dying to hear from you. Yeah, and if you found this episode helpful, please support us. Your support allows us to continue producing English lessons for learners worldwide. And without you, Qlips wouldn't be possible. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a Qlips member. For more details, simply visit our website, qlips.com. 
You can also show your support by following us on social media, spreading the word about us among your friends who are learning English, or by leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. So that is it for us for now, everyone. But of course, we'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll catch you then. Goodbye. Bye.